chopper in this room. Listen to it roar. <laughs> Wish that was recorded so that I could. Oh, name I'm recording. The, oh. name, name the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we can still name it. All right. Welcome to the podcast. What what should we call this? 172 of we were we. It definitely fits the theme to be we were gamers. I was trying to think of a like a we are free to players. We are free players. Free play gamers. None of that no, works. We were gamers. Don't mess with still a good, good thing. Yeah. Welcome to the only podcast willing to tell you that if you are no longer a gamer, you should play free to play games. We have the heart and the guts. Or I guess even if you are a gamer, maybe. I don't know, man. But I find myself now, and you too, right, JJ? Yeah. With a little bit of like, man, I just only have a little bit of time. And so I keep around like a free-to-play game or two. This is not a podcast about Pokemon Go only. Just <laughs> glad I'm going to throw that out there now. Although Pokemon Go is still a good game. I have an announcement regarding Pokemon Go. I'm no oh. longer dual phoning. <laughs> okay, this has been your official Pokemon Go announcement. We'll we'll edit the music in <laughs> around this segment. But I just want you to sound less enthused. I thought, you'd, <laughs> I, thought you'd, I thought at least that you would be excited that I've uh, come back to reality. I mean, it's, phone, it's certainly dual phone good. <laughs> it's good that you're not doing it anymore. Yeah, but I don't want to applaud you because that makes it seem like this behavior is being rewarded. Okay. <laughs> it should still be punished. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You did pee on the carpet still. Dog training. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. That's okay. I didn't want to compare you to a dog Let's there. Let's not so get off like the rails bad. here. How's Dota Underlords, JJ? It's also free hey. to play. That's why this is the theme. This is the theme here. Pokemon Go. Hey. I'm not dual phoning. You're using your phone to play Underlords. Yeah. I still do that. That game's still pretty fun. They update that game a lot. It's. Yes. What's a lot? Too, too much. Wait, wait. <laughs> I feel like every time I turn it on, I have to download 100 megabytes. Oh, so like the early wow. days of Hearthstone. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, at least they're better than Hearthstone in that you don't have to go back to the store and redownload it every time. But it is very annoying to be like, I now I when I wake up in the morning, I turn it on to see if there's a download because I don't I want to download it over Wi-Fi, which I can't use at work. So... Do you have to go in and manually download them? You can't set it to auto-update when you're on Wi-Fi? Uh, when you open it, there because you have the option to play offline, so oh, okay. you can either download the update or play offline. It will let you do that. That's So you, very you do un- have to hit a button. That's very unmodern games, allowing offline play. I don't think we mentioned that in our initial podcast about that. That's it was great. I played it on a... Played it on a plane a couple weekends ago. That's so, kind of a big you know. deal, I think. Yeah, that is my biggest complaint about a lot of free-to-play. The hardcore bots are really bad. They're like... Or, sorry, like, it's really hard to beat them because they are, like, brutally efficient. Okay, so, so like, you, really bad for you to have fun playing against. They don't have good strategy, so you can beat them with that, but they don't... But they have brutal efficiency, and so, like, if you aren't, like, trying to manage all your interest and getting on winning streaks and staying on them and stuff like they will just win beat you with money cuz they'll just like keep reroll like they get enough cha- chances to reroll the slot machine that eventually they get all ogre magis or whatever and then you lose huh 
So, yeah. Well, it's like playing against the StarCraft computer when you're learning to play StarCraft. Totally. And, like, the, this is better in StarCraft 2, especially later StarCraft 2, but early StarCraft StarCraft 2, you could just mash Marines, right? And, like, you win. Yeah. Um. So, if... But you still had to learn, like, to use hotkeys and all that sort of thing, too, because otherwise the computer was just more efficient than you and you couldn't keep up. Right. So, like, I'm getting to that point, right? We're like, okay, I can kind of handle the, like... I know generally the alliances. I know which ones I kind of like and then are good. And I know I can help that will fulfill my quest. But, like, I don't really have a handle on the, like, big level strategy of, like, where I should position or, like, which units go good with which other units other than you probably should have multiple alliances out there. Yeah, multiple, uh, like, types too, right? So you're not always, like... Swords I don't, only. Swords and boards, man. I don't want only warriors, and I don't want only hunters, but I need to have something else. Do I want the minus armor one? Do I want the one that does, <laughs> like, damage over time? Do I want the magic one? I don't know. And right. so I... Yeah. Cool. And then, like, you know, which one do you get in the slot machine of guys is also the, you know, the extra cherry on top of all that. <laughs> Underlords is good. That's what I'm saying. I wish they would call it a slot machine, but they won't. <laughs> I know. It does seem that way, though, because there's five that pop up every time. And so I almost feel like you could feel the reels turning and you hope they land on, you know, uh, Ogre Magi or whatever. I think we're creating a new game <laughs> genre here. Somebody, somewhere, figure out how to make that part of this part of a... This is like the fourth derivative, right? There's like Warcraft, Dota... Dota Underlords, Dota Underlords slot machines. <laughs> I was going to say, if you guys didn't see it, there was a trailer for one of the new sports games this year that literally just had, like, straight up, like, here, open your, like, you know, your your sports team packs or whatever, and it just was a slot machine. It's just, like, pull the lever, and then a slot machine reels, and the sounds and everything. Oh, is that the... Okay. I think that's soccer. It might have been the soccer one. I don't yeah. remember which one it was. I just saw it. I was like, dang, dude. <laughs> Interesting how just they get around drive, that. Drives that point home. <laughs> At least it's honest. I have another game that you can play offline that's free. To, I love that. Free to, quote unquote, free to start. I don't know what that means. To me, that means free to play. Mm-hmm. As far as I can understand the difference. Well, but free to start usually means you can start playing it, and then if you want to keep playing it at some point, you have to pay them. You get gated off. I Okay. Nintendo didn't name this correctly then, because as far as I can tell, it's free to play. <laughs> I'm talking about Kirby. Super Kirby Clash? Super Kirby Clan Clash? Clash of Clan Kirbys? Oh, yeah, the one that looks kind of like uh, Kirby Smash. It, no. No, it's not Smash. Definitely Michael, not Smash. Michael, it's not it's not Smash, it's Clash. He just said that. Okay. It's like if you took does anybody remember Castle Crashers? Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. so so just do the boss fights in Castle Crashers without the levels. Okay. That's it. Hmm. That's the game. Apparently it's derivative oh man, I said derivative like six times in one podcast. That's cool. Integral. <laughs> Integer? Uh, it's it's a derivation. 
of a previous uh, sub game from an old Kirby game or something like that. But uh, it's interesting. It's kind of fun. It's kind of you, you get four characters like in Castle Crashers. They're all Kirby's and they have different roles. There's the like super slow but very powerful hammer guy. There's uh, Dr. Healmore, who's the little aura-creating healer who throws uh, Dr. Mario pills at people. There's the mage who can stop time, and a sword guy who's very fast but does a light light damage compared to the hammer dude. Um, as far as I can tell, there's not, like, damage types, really. It's more like what the boss does. So they kind of mimic what the bosses do in the Kirby games. So Be like, a big tree? Yeah, the big tree kind of like is a floating tree that like blows things at you and throws apples off of it. Uh, the the block rolls around and tries to smush you. Uh, Waddle Dee throws his spear at you, that sort of stuff. That seems on brand. Yeah, yep. it's... I I don't know. Are you guys... This is a good question. Are you super nostalgic about Kirby? Um, I really liked the, uh, the, uh, I'm not going to blank on the name of it now, the multi-game that they put out for Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Kirby Superstar. Yeah. But I don't know that I have ever found myself being like, you know what I want to go back and play is Kirby. Yeah. I was just about to say that I played that multi-game one a few times, but later I came to it later. Someone else told me how great it was and that I should play it. And I played it for a while. I was like, oh yeah, okay. And then... Kind of, yeah, I never really had nostalgia to go back. I played one of the Game Boy ones a long time ago. That's kind of it. Huh. All right. I probably have played the least Kirby then, because I think I've played maybe Nightmare in Dreamland and one of the Game Boy Kirbys, and I think I played that recently on my 3DS. I don't think I ever even owned it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, it seems like we're all in the same boat here. Where I don't get, like, a super nostalgia hit by seeing old, like, 2D Game Boy bosses in 3D doing the boss fights. Which is what it seems like this game is about. Um, so you kind of do... That's it to the game as far as I can tell. There's, like, variations where you have to fight two bosses. But overall you have a stamina meter, like every free-to-play game, and it refills over time. And there's, like, a premium currency you can buy from the store, and you need the premium currency to kind of... You can use it to build your stamina back up. You need it to buy items in the item shop, which makes your Kirbys do more damage. Uh, there's other uh, sub-currencies that you get for beating bosses, like normal. I mean, it's just like every free-to-play game, right? There's three currencies. Just like every Nintendo free-to-play game, I've played it for five, six hours now, and I've never needed to pay... Or even seen a way that I would need to pay money to play it. And you can play it offline. Like, full service offline play, even for their online function. So, I don't know, JJ, if you got super into Street Pass like Michael and I did. No. Okay. So, <laughs> on there, they eventually started to realize, like, Street Pass eventually will not be a thing. So they wanted people to not lose out on their games that they had paid for in Street Pass. And so you had ways to play the games by paying currency of the currency on 3DS was walking, you know, use your 
put it in your pocket and you get 200 coins. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you could use the currency to create the street pass functions. So they've kind of built in a way in this game that you don't have to be online. You can just use computers instead of getting online friends to come help you. And you can still play the online portion of the game with the computer controlled people. So, you know, Nintendo kind of saying, eh, we'd like if you played it online with friends, but whatever. Um, it's okay. It's a nice way to waste two and a half minutes if you want to, because the bosses fights only take two and a half minutes or less. Some of them are like 40 seconds. My main gripe with it actually is that the load times are extremely long. If like, you have to load and then you fight a boss for 40 seconds and then you load again, that is a deal breaker. And I sit that right back down. Just, just Direct menuing. to uninstall. Dude, just menuing. Like moving between solo play and the village. So like you click this little bounty board and the bounty board shows you what you can fight. Moving between that and the little place where you buy stuff, eight second load time every time. Yeah, that's the that's nope. me dragging it straight to the uninstall and and leaving it right there. That's my big gripe with the whole thing. I I I don't want to play very much, and I don't I won't spend money because I don't want to play very much because the loads are so long. It's installed on my SD card. What the heck? So no, I didn't want to drag it for Kirby fans. I think if you're a super Kirby fan. Don't pay money. On, Enjoy. You this. said it's installed on your SD card. Is it installed on the internal memory of the phone or the SD card? Uh, this is a uh, announced during the Nintendo Direct Switch game. In fact, oh, it's a Switch game. Sorry, I thought this was a mobile game. No, it's a Switch game. Okay, that's just unacceptable. Then, yeah, straight to the that's the mash the delete button as hard as possible. Yeah, I'll I won't mash the delete button, but it will slowly fall off my front menu. I imagine as other things announced at the direct also take over my my little you know, what do you call that the quick bar the big bar uh, quick mm-hmm. launcher a quick launcher thing. yeah it's so far it's the thing that has all the games that i've ever played on the switch because <laughs> i haven't played that many yet oh okay i have some in the more games menu at the end of the quick bar uh i last thing though about the kirby thing because it ties into the direct it has local wireless you guys you can play it like without connecting to the internet to play against people. Well, you know, when we have that rooftop party with all of our switches, we could we can do that, I guess. But unlike uh, Smash and a couple other things that are pretty major, it seems like maybe in this direct we saw, hey, we heard you like local wireless. <laughs> As uh, I think a couple other games have added it as well. Should we do some Nintendo Direct, you guys? Yes. Okay. Yeah, let's jump into it. <laughs> Alright. Tetris 99. Adding local wireless. Who wants this? I I don't care. I like it. <laughs> For, I, the whole point of the thing is to play with a crowd of people online. Yeah, but if you, Are you and get I... 99 people in the local wireless? No, no, like, no. That's so, not going to happen. So the interesting part that I thought was was cool about that is that you and I are sitting down and we're like going to kill 15 minutes or whatever. Hey, do you want to play some Tetris 99? We match up on our local wireless and then it sends us out to Tetris 99. Or we can play the computer or whatever else. 
in the same match. So it's just like it allows you to party up. It allows you to friend up, which is cool, I think. I I immediately target my friend and send him. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be be as cold-blooded as Katie was this weekend. My lovely wife, we decided we had some family (laughs) over, and uh, they were awesome, and they wanted to play Super Mario Party. My lovely wife stole my star and put me in last place at the very end of the game. Look, Super Mario Party is uh, fun, and the game is hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard. Ten turn limit is too short, I think. Oh, yeah, that's a real fast game. Yeah. Depends on which map you're on, but yeah, that's fast. We were on the pineapple, watermelon, the fruit one. Yeah, you got to go map. a little longer. I think the winner had three stars total, so. Yeah. It was like three one zero zero. And somebody just stole my money right before that. All right, back to the direct. Tetris 99 is also adding a bunch of stuff, JJ. I I, I like Tetris 99. It's a great product. I don't have any issue with it. I'm Wonderful. considering spending money on it. Also free to play, right? I mean, it's free to play. Yeah. But I've that, paid $0 for Tetris 99, and I, I'm content with that. I am content with it currently, too. I kind of like the idea of the marathon mode being available to me and playing against computers locally when I don't want to hook up to the internet to play. They added skin, like real live skin shop to the game you get by playing dailies you don't get by spending money on. Yeah, I took a look at those hoping that some of the skins that I had missed from those uh, those online competitions would be there and they were not. Oh, that's a bummer. But the skins that were there were cool. There was like a Mario Brothers skin that was pretty sweet. Nice. Um, and then some of the other ones are just like, hey, do you want this like weird psychedelic color thing? Like, we got this for you. <laughs> I think the least distracting is best. The old school Game Boy one is just black and white. It's very easy to do well at Tetris with that. Black and green. Black. And, yes, you're right. It is black and green. I'm sorry. Yeah. It is actually green. Mm-hmm. It has to be. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um... Hmm. Where do we want to go next? Smash added some characters and announced that they're actually going to be adding more than the total five fighters. They'll probably move beyond that. Get ready for a second expansion pass where they make you get five more characters Fine. or, you know, whatever. I mean, I like yep. that game enough to pay for five characters. I did it once. Yeah. I'll, I'd probably do it again. I don't have much connection to Fatal Fury, which was the new announcement. Hey. Yeah, it didn't It didn't land with me either. Hey, all right. Hey, 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 hey. Okay. <laughs> The defender of fighting games has logged on now. <laughs> as, uh, as our resident Fatal Fury expert, JJ, how do you feel about that? Uh, Fatal Fury is not the game. That game is from SNK and King of Fighters, which is why I'm very confused why they didn't say that. Because they just are putting out a new King of Fighters game like next year. What are they doing? Oh, yeah. The, this is a good opportunity for cross-branding, right? Yeah. And like, yes, Terry Bogard is originally from Fatal Fury. Which is a game that came out like on the Genesis or something, and no one has played since. <laughs> He's been in like King of Fighters games since King of Fighters one, and now they're on. You know, they did all the years, and now they're on like seventeen or something. <laughs> Guys, you're messing up. <laughs> unless, unless King of Fighters is the new one isn't coming to Switch. Uh it might not be, but that hasn't stopped Capcom from putting Ryu in it. True. You know, so like I'm just saying, their main game—they're messing up by not putting it there. Um. Anyway, Terry Bogart is cool because he throws that hat. Does he really? <laughs> I don't know anything about Fatal Fury at all. Yeah, so it's, it's Cappy. 
No, no, no. I just mean like he he wears the hat and then he throws it off right before the match because he's too cool. And he's like, ah. Well, you can't. Yeah. Look, you get too hot with the hat on while you're fighting. I mean, his punches literally become fire sometimes. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now I'm excited for punches of fire versus yeah. smash. Uh, what else? Let's see. Stuff that was already uh, announced. Uh, Pokemon got some s- updates. Apparently, now you're going to be able to cook in Pokemon. Everyone yes, likes curry. It's Breath yeah. of the Wild. It's, you know, they're leaning back into making it an RPG again. That's probably a good thing. Maybe. I, I'm i fine with this. Whatever. Sure. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you guys know anything about Little Town Hero? I wanted to ask you about that. I wrote it down to specifically ask you about what is Little Town Hero? I think the game was originally called, like, Just Town or something. Okay. Yeah, it did have a different name It was, like, it started. even more generic name somehow. <laughs> it looks then, cool. Yeah, I know, I know very little about the game itself. I don't think they've shown much of it. They showed it during the direct was literally, like, it looks like you're in the town and monsters attack the town and then you run around using townspeople to, like, power you up for fights. But I couldn't... It looked like an ad still. It didn't really seem like... I could understand the gameplay. It's like the first time we saw Fire Emblem um, Three Houses or whatever, and you were kind of like, "Is this just like a like a school simulator? What are we What are we doing here?" And then the second the gameplay thing came out, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I get it now. It's Fire Emblem." But uh, I don't know what genre of game this is. It's an RPG. Okay. And so the the little bit that I understand about it is that. The way the combat sort of works is that the the people who are near you, your neighbors and stuff, give you ideas for how to attack the enemies. And you can pick an idea based on the ideas that your enemy has and use their ideas to attack. Right. Okay. So it's kind of almost like a, a very advanced rock, paper, scissors game. A little bit if people were shouting at you from the sidelines on what to throw. I mean, you should always be shouting at your opponent in rock, paper, scissors. Psych them out. Say rock while you throw paper. Rock, 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 throws scissors. Always throw Spock. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like people like you. Super glue. I glue your scissors shut. Dynamite. Yeah, we've all been to kindergarten. All right, moving on. Apparently, that didn't land very well. People are going to be upset at me for dissing other people on the podcast. And kindergartners. <laughs> More the kindergartners, probably. Eh, the kindergartners as, deserve it. As the only one with young children currently. <laughs> I think it's okay once in a while to put them in their place. They're bad at rock, paper, scissors is what I'm saying. <laughs> Use your adult knowledge to school them forever. Oh, man. It's playing tic-tac-toe against my daughter is the best. Because you actually can win a game and it's not an eternal draw like real tic-tac-toe <laughs> exactly. against adults. Yeah. <laughs> Steam saves. Steam saves are coming with uh, Divinity and possibly yeah. more games. Cross save. Yeah, that's what I yeah. mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is the coolest thing, man. It literally saves your Switch game to the Steam cloud. And you can then go back to your PC, assuming you own it there, download it, <laughs> download the Steam Cloud save, and continue your game back and forth from your PC to your Switch while you're on the go. Man, that is awesome. If people are starting to eke back into the world of cross-buy, oh, 
I'd be so happy. Yeah, yeah. not cro- not buy. Not I know, cross I know, buy. I know. This is cross save. This is great. This is fantastic. Everyone should do it. Although, then you're going to have to pick which store. Am I saving it to the Epic Cloud or the Steam Cloud or the... In this case, there's no worry. There's It's only on Steam. I, so. I get it. I get it. But, but the... Uh, especially for a game like this, which Divinity Original Sin 2 uh, is the one we're talking about. That game is like 80 to 100 hours long. It basically has no bearing whatsoever on Divinity Original Sin 1, so I don't feel like you need to play it. But man, that game is, could be very long <laughs> if you... Uh, are doing everything and really want to explore all the stuff. So it's a, it's one of, a perfect selection for one of those games like, oh, I'm going to be on a five-hour flight. Let me just hit this up. And then when you get back, you can uh, upload your save and continue on your comfy PC. All right. You got pretty hype about Divinity. I think I can keep you pretty hype. Xenoblade Chronicles Remaster. Yeah, I'm. Oh I man! Like that game a lot. Wow. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I played expected. it like three times already. I know you did, but this will look pretty. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I I played it on uh, emulation, and it was very good. And then I played it. Uh, it came out on the 3DS, right? For a lot of people. Yep. Oh yeah, uh, it did. If you had the the, the newer 3DS the new or whatever. 3DS, yeah, I totally forgot about that version of the game. And then I don't think it ever came out on Wii U, but you could buy the no. Wii version on Wii U, right? Because you could do that thing. Yeah, you could just put it, set it in regular Wii mode and play the original. Right. Uh, and then now it's going to be on the Switch. Uh, that game is very good and people should play it, so I'm happy for them. It's like getting um, a FF8 yeah. remaster, right? Like, it's really yeah. good. There's a market for some people that haven't played it three times recently to buy it again. Totally. That are really in love with it to have it. The yeah, only oh god, I was just gonna insert a speaking of happy twentieth anniversary to Final Fantasy VIII as of today. We're recording on nine nine nine, which is also the anniversary of the Dreamcast. We're on nine nine nineteen here. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. This is the the tenth anniversary of the Dreamcast. No, wait, so. no. Twentieth anniversary no, of the Dreamcast. Twentieth anniversary also. Okay. Yeah. Oh, because it was ninety nine, right? Right. Yeah. That's cool. Both on the same day. I saw pictures of people posting things about Dreamcast today, and one of them was Fred Durst signing Dreamcasts. <laughs> the, the most 1999 wow. thing to see on Twitter. Un, unlike. Unfollow. <laughs> Did you, you Cursedimage.jpg. You didn't see it on MySpace, Andy? Oh, man. Ooh, that you would know, have been very 90s. You know, in like... Ten more years, it'll be cool for Facebook to reskin itself as MySpace for the weekend or something, you know? Are they going to reskin themselves as the Facebook, like it used to be called? Yeah, they'll do that, too, <laughs> for their 50th anniversary. Because we live in that universe where that'll still be around. We'll live in a panopticon at that point. They won't have to. They'll just, like, you know, change the image they're injecting into our brains. I would hope that we're living <laughs> in a Dyson sphere by then. Good luck, bro. <laughs> 50 years? No, there's no way. No. 500 years, maybe. Yeah, now we're talking. Sounds we go. good. The Facebook can operate in my 500-year Dyson sphere. But only under strict government control, apparently. Moving along. 
Yeah. Well, while we're, while we're talking about throwbacks, how about some Super Nintendo coming oh, to the Switch store? I left the best for last. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, I, I downloaded this and I played Link to the Past, which is still a very good game. Oh, it holds up really well. I have found that I make sure not to use the convenience of the stick because the D-pad is better for old games. Turns out they were made to be played that way. Yeah, I just kind of mm-hmm. was playing around with a few of the old games, and uh, if I was using the, the stick, I would overshoot quite a bit. I had to remind myself that the Super Nintendo controller had bumpers and that you need them for certain things <laughs> in that game. <laughs> yes. Man, Punch-Out is hard. Oh my god, I played that for like 10 seconds also, and I got destroyed by Glass <laughs> Joe. Yes. And I was like, well... This yes. game is not for me. <laughs> I got wrecked. I got wrecked by the second one, uh, the the Russian looking dude or whatever, because I couldn't figure out his attack pattern, and early enough, and I'm like, this is this is not. I'm okay. I'm done for now. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I'm glad. I man, I think if we roll back to some old podcasts on here, no research. Uh, there was some announcements about SNES titles starting to get sold for packaged sold for the switch on carts or on the uh e-shop or whatever and i thought that was kind of the death knell of them putting snes games on here just doesn't seem like they're gonna have a ton of library but they said screw it and did it anyway which yeah i there's I, some and there's some weird stuff in this collection they're Joe really and mac i played pilot wings for way Joe too long too yeah, Joe and Mac 2, Demon's Crest. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a Puyo Puyo game, which absolutely the, the did not Puyo ever Puyo come Puyo out game. in the U.S. because it's Japanese box art yep. <laughs> and in Japanese. Um, yeah, but apparently the Japanese versions are all on there, too. And you can if you switch your language to Japanese, you get Japanese games and there are different ones. What? Oh, wow. A few different ones. Most of them are the same. But, like, some of those games are not the same in Japanese, and so you just get a different game. That's awesome. Way to go. But uh, yeah. Then you have to play it in Japanese, and sure. not knowing any Japanese, that's a bad plan for me. Well, whatever. <laughs> I did some skydiving in Pilot Wings, and that made me very happy. I had a grin from ear to ear just doing yeah. that. And uh, I, 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 I really love a, this choice. I have to applaud them for doing it like out loud for adding it to the current subscription we talked about oh yeah they'll do it but it'll be ten dollars more a month oh yeah they'll do it but you know only if it's a subscription separately or only if you buy the games with it all the things that we that i thought personally were gonna detract from this service aren't there it's just they added it here it is enjoy whatever we can actually license because a lot of people i think are going to be selling their really popular SNES titles separately, but you know, there'll yeah. be enough stuff that'll it'll fill out. It'll be good. Yeah, I think it's probably wise of them in the long run to have not forced them to say, oh, you can't sell your SNES titles separately. Because like, hey guess what? If Square releases a like Final Fantasy collection They'll of get like lots you know, of money from printing the carts of them. So one, two, three, four, five, and six or something, they yeah. will get people will buy that. Sure. Of course, I like will. Chrono Trigger. People will buy that, but of course, yeah. 
no one is going to pay for Demon's Crest. <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah. Or like their seventh copy of Super Mario World. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's good that they, they include the biggest bangers are there, right? You wanted sure. Mario and Zelda, and sure. there they are. And I mean, I have and those cartridges and an SNES, but being able to have family over like this past weekend and like just boot up the little SNES thing without, you know, having to drag out the controllers and all that sort of stuff was great. It was great to be able to boot that up on a switch that's already plugged into a TV that you're all sitting around, you know, and they added yeah. the, um, the controller. You only get one this time, I think, but it's, yeah, it's, th- it's $30 and you get one and yeah. it plugs yeah. in like a pro controller instead of like the other ones that weirdly slid onto the side, which were dumb. Which is fine, because it should be bigger than the other ones, I think. Those are kind of small to begin with, so I wish I'm it would excited. support the SNES controllers that I already have from the SNES Classic. <laughs> that, would, that would be too much. Yeah. Although, yeah, it would. It's what much. are the odds someone comes up with an adapter? Oh, it probably already exists. So as an SNES Classic owner, are you sad to see this? Because it doesn't really overlap no. that much. No. No, yeah. There's a bunch of... I use... I play... Well, like the SNES Classic at this point is like a bunch of modded ROMs and stuff in there. Yeah, same. Anyhow, same. So. I put everything that I wanted on there already. So, yeah. Okay, so this to you is just a fun little addition to your subscription. Yeah, and it's awesome that that people who didn't get you know the younger generations get a chance to play some of these games. Sure, without rollback to do anything else. The rollback functionality on it seems like it goes pretty darn far. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't experiment to like see exactly how long the window that it captures is. It's pretty good though. You can rewind a significant amount of time. It's a lot. It's nice because it's really. I, I mean, I think I went through at least two levels of Pilot Wings rollback. Yeah. Wow. It's I, really nice to not have to menu all the time. I went through the first whole dungeon, like the, you know, the under the castle one in Legend of Zelda right at the beginning, and I was able to rewind from the end all the way back to when I first walked in. That's further than I even tested. Wow. Crazy. Cool. Cool. I think that kind of wraps up, unless you guys had anything else from the direct. No, I think we're all kind of saving that one for the end. Yeah. Well, we've been doing some free-to-play games at the front of this thing, Michael. What have you been doing? So, I have fallen down a uh, an endless dungeon, if you will. Um, have you guys ever heard of a game called Moonlighter? I think it was free on the Epic Store? I believe so. I believe that is where I got it. Okay. Um, although I had I had read about it before seeing it show up on the Epic Store. So you guys have played enough RPGs to know how a uh, standard shop works in an RPG. What do you Love mean by shopping. how a standard shop works? You can go into a shop in an RPG and they always have the same stock for the same prices no matter how many of how many times you go in, how many of them you buy, right? Well, it depends on the game. Some yeah. of them, that is the classical that's a that's very classic yeah. JRPG yeah, shop. That's the classic right. shop. Well, this game sort of answers the question, how is the shop's inventory infinite? Uh-huh. So you play a shopkeeper named Will who lives in a little town that is slowly becoming a ghost town. Um, and the former claim to fame of the town is that right outside of it one day, 
a set of dungeons showed up. And you could go into the dungeons and hunt treasure. And the you would either escape or you would die and the dungeon would spit you back out. So it became a tourist attraction for a while and then sort of faded as the town deemed that it was too dangerous. They shut down some of the dungeons. Oh, see, um, you too much regulation. Right. So you as this shopkeeper are attempting to revive the town. So that by, mind day, back up. by day you run your shop and then at night, hence the name, you can go down into the dungeon hunting loot. Oh, he's moonlighting because he's got two jobs. Hey, there we I go. get it. That's oh. the name. Can he have two jobs since it's an RPG? No, uh, there aren't really jobs. You can you can kit him out differently with weapons and armor. Missed opportunity. Uh, yeah. Um, Is the game like uh, there's another shop management kind of game called Reciteer? Uh, Reciteer. Y'all ever play this one? No? Found, no. There's another one called, like, Shop Manager. Uh, that game is, like, extremely economy-based, and so it's a lot of, like, you have to price it at the right point, or the guy's going to come in and be like, nah, this is too expensive, I'll go buy it cheaper somewhere else, or something like so that. So there is, there is an element of that. You have to... So part of the shop sim, half of it, is finding the right price to put your items at. Uh, and there's a pretty easy system that they have in place. You just you get big emojis essentially from the patrons of your shop, and their reactions tell you whether you're priced too low or too high or like right in the sweet spot. So it's like a shop manager and an RPG. That's cool. Yeah, uh, that sounds so I'm gonna, rad. I'm gonna link you guys this real quick so you can see the art style. Uh, JJ, I think this will the art style will remind you a lot of Dead Cells. Yes, I was just about to say that. Yep. And there are there are times that, when like, it soft pixel art look. Yeah, and it, there are times when it feels like that too. Um, and so you know, each each dungeon is procedurally generated every time you enter, so it's always different. Um, each one is only three floors, but even with three floors, it's still not the kind of thing where you can just enter one of the dungeons for the first time and race to the bottom. There's a lot of blood on this screen. Uh, I don't think that one is blood. I think that is goo from the slimes. Oh, okay. I think he was just I mean, slime wrecked. blood. Slime blood. Well, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, but it's fun. It's, it's a strikes a really nice balance between the, the shop and the, RPG roguelite. That sounds cool, man. Well, that's I'm, a good good hole to fall down. I think it looks fun. I like the art; it's pretty cool. Yeah, nice. We have to make good on a promise today. We do. Yep. Steal your hearts, gentlemen. Protect them. Encase them in a gigantic suit of robotic armor. I oh, think yes. We've okay. Promised on this podcast many a time to do a few things. One of them was uh, to watch some Evangelion, the yeah. noted Japanese animation show, animated show. 
Which has gotten kind of a revival going because they got it on Netflix, I think, uh, is the, the main reason I, that I can think of that it would be back. Also, it has been difficult to legally watch copies of Neon Genesis Evangelion. It yeah. is, it is hard. There were DVDs made at some point in the past. And that's kind of it. It hasn't been available anywhere else <laughs> legally since then. Yikes. So. Yeah, uh, the rights were in a giant mess or something, I guess, and Netflix finally decided to Just use their money to sort it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, so they were able to get even uh, Ava, uh, as the fans call it, or uh, yeah, Neon Genesis Evangelion in on Netflix, as well as the the end of Evangelion movie, which is arguably a maybe important alternate slash contiguous ending something i don't know we'll, t- we'll talk about it if we get there <laughs> <laughs> so we managed to do the first seven episodes which seems like a i don't know if Roughly. it seemed like a natural ending point but it definitely seemed to like episodes it will seem like a natural ending point when you guys watch episode eight. Oh, oh okay interesting because i was like kind of like episodes five through seven you're kind of like oh, okay we're like settling into a story here that's fine like a calm... The, the, the story is Shinji doesn't want to get in the robot. <laughs> they make him get in the robot. He complains about it. I wrote and some bad he... words about Shinji on here. They boil down to, I hate oh. Shinji. Mm. <laughs> he gets he gets snarky in episode seven, though. Yeah. He finally... He starts to show a little bit of a backbone. Okay. We gotta... Uh, let's do a little recap and a spoiler warning here. So yes. again, spoiler warning for like a 25-year-old anime. 25-year-old <laughs> anime that people are getting all hyped to watch again, so it's kind of new maybe. I had never seen it even as a huge anime fan, so of in my youth, not I don't have much time for anime anymore, but <laughs> it's yeah, too long yeah. unless you watch One Punch Man, which is very short. D- different episode. Yes, that's well, man, so good. We'll, uh, we'll come back. Okay, it'll come back around. Um spoilers up to episode seven and for our theories on what's going to happen here. So show takes place 2015. Yeah. That's four how years, old it is, right? Ago. 2015, this four was, years ago. This was the future so long ago that you, it has already eclipsed their future date. Kaiju, they call angels destroyed the world at some point in the past. The second impact. Yes. And uh, now they're going to do it again. So we've got a little Pacific Rim thing going on here. Uh, to be all the way clear here, this came out way, way before all of the th- references you're about to make. <laughs> they all are riffing on this, not I the wonder, other way around. <laughs> I wonder if I could uh, describe all of this show just using Pacific Rim references. I could probably do it. Uh, you could describe a lot of this show because, using Pacific yeah. Rim references, yeah. Shinji and the... So the Evangelions are the giant robots, quote-unquote robots, probably not robots, why? What do you mean, Andrew? There's <laughs> there's all sorts of computers hooked up to them, and they have big cords and power cords and stuff. That's yeah, definitely sure. robot stuff. Yes, that giant reptilian eye. Hmm. Yeah, and blood everywhere. And a what? No, robot, robot parts. You guys, come on. And replacement interior, quote unquote, parts when they get shot through the chest. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay, not so everything pretty, is on the level here. <laughs> clearly nothing's on the level about these uh these giant piloted things. 
but the pilots have to drift. That's a specific Grimm reference uh-huh. with with the giant robots. Yeah, and, their sync rate is very important and is a thing that they come back to over and over throughout this show. Yes. yes. Um, the robots feel pain. Hmm. Huh, weird. Which then though? the pilots feel. The yeah. pilots feel pain. The pilots feel pain. Well, they feel the robot's pain. Because they get hurt in the place that the robot gets hurt. So, like, when, yes. when Ava 1 gets its arm broken, Shinji feels like it gets his arm broken. Right, the psychosomatic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've got some other characters in the show. Shinji is the, seems to be, quote-unquote, the main one for now. He's the male, young, I don't know, like, 10-year-old that they decided to 14. throw in a robot in the middle of the first fight in 15 uh, years. I believe they specifically say that he's 14. Okay. Yeah, repeatedly. I don't know. I didn't catch that part. Which means he was born in 2001. He's a, he's a new millennium baby. I guess that makes sense that they have to say that he's 14 because it's been 15 years since the Angels, and that's going to be important. Wait, why would you? Why would you think that? Who knows? <laughs> he's, he's the special third child. Yeah. Why third would it children? be important? Oh yes, sorry, I forgot that <laughs> they the did this. Child, he's he's the second <laughs> no, child because they can't find the, the third child. He's the third children. Oh, he's the third children. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid Netflix translation. Uh, I want to say there's a few points in this. Uh, I watched this and watch- I watched the uh, the old subtitles mm-hmm. uh, concurrently. And there's a few points where the the translations differ. Calling it the third children is one of them, and that's really <laughs> really dumb. Why didn't they just call it the third child? That's like way less distracting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What I had to turn the subtitles off because the differences kept bothering me. I tend uh, to enjoy yeah. trying to watch them a little bit in the English with the subs on, and then I eventually wander towards Japanese with subs towards the end of a series most of the time. Yeah, uh, so I, I did Japanese with subs. There are a few things also where there's like giant full screen text that is only translated in some configurations of the Netflix setup. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. The big black lettered text is only sometimes translated if you have it in Japanese with English subs. Yeah, uh, that's very frustrating. There are certain parts where that that info and that, those words are very important to your understanding of what's going on. Oh, not well, this, that's too bad. Oh, great. Not these episodes, but later, possibly. I don't know. So, so maybe the English uh, dub, then, is better because you get the uh, translations there for those. All right. Well, I'm doing Japanese with subs for now because I feel like it lines up better. It tends to always line up better, especially for yeah. older stuff. Yeah, that that was my reasoning for doing that as well. There's a penguin. Pen pen. Pen pen. Pen squared on his name tag. I like that little touch. I don't get why the penguin's there. Every anime has to have a cute an animal anime. thing. <laughs> okay, got it. Uh-huh. Uh, Check that box. Misato is a character that we should talk about for a minute. Yes. Let's talk about Misato. An alcoholic. Alcoholic captain that's kind of in charge of Shinji, but also wants to be his mom. She volunteered for that. Right. It seems yeah. like each each Eve, Ava has a captain that's not the pilot. Am I incorrect in understanding that? Who Who's the other one? Uh, Ritsu, Ritsuki? What's, what's her name? Uh, Ritsuko. Ritsuko. Ritsuko, yeah. Yeah, Ritsuko is She's, like a scientist, though. But she also whereas... kind of manages when Ray is... Uh, Ayami is in the... 
Ray Ayanami. Ayanami is in zero. She seems to be managing zero. She is. Uh, my understanding is that uh, Ritsuko is like the science side, whereas uh, Mits- Oh my god, I just forgot Misato. her name. Misato, thank you. Uh, Misato is like the military side of, of Nerf. Okay, so they kind of all manage the things. I didn't write down notes per episode on this stuff. I figured we'd just end up talking about how it was as a good seven. Uh, yeah. Hey, basically, I I- Shinji's dad is a complete jerk. They throw him into this thing with no chance of success. His robot gets jacked up multiple times. Which causes him to be kind of jacked up multiple times. There's a lot of high school drama. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, weird high school drama that gets thrown in there. All the kids think Misato is cool. Yes. But for the weird, uncomfortable, early Japanese anime kind of <laughs> cool, yeah. where you're like, I don't feel good about this in 2019. Yeah. Like trying to stick their heads in, you know, anyway. Yeah. Uh, there's uncomfortable stuff like that throughout the show, unfortunately. Uh, even in these seven episodes with the Shinji yeah. giving Ayanami the badge in her apartment. and yep. Or Ritsuko getting torn down just because she's female. Yeah. By the rival company. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, man. Oh right, was that was that the last episode That's the in last this episode? In yeah, set? That, was the, that was the last episode. The making the j- actual Jaegers, the jet away or whatever that thing was called, right? Uh, jet yeah. alone, jet alone. Yes, yeah, it and literally was sabotaged by nerve, I guess. What? No, come on! It just happened to randomly go bad. Who could I mean, say? Literally, why it is say that, that happened. That other than Misato trying to intervene, <laughs> that like they they sabotaged it. Yeah, they I mean, did they, it on purpose. They admit it at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Did you like the laser sniper rifle moments thing? Uh, that episode is actually one of the cooler ones. I like Especially it. cooler in this block. I think it's actually one of my favorites overall. Because it is yeah. definitely like a very cool, like, okay, we have to, we get all the people in like Nerve HQ working together to like solve this cool problem and like where are we going to find enough power to do this? And Misato's like, I have a plan. And yeah. <laughs> you got to shut down all of Japan. I'm, I'm requisitioning all the energy in Japan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is a very great. anime plot. And she so just like great. holds this piece of paper and is like, I'm taking your power. <laughs> I'm taking your giant laser rifle that's never been fired. Which well, has we'll a, treat it nice. Uh, which has a, off the roof of the building. <laughs> which has a covered up scope. Like, they don't even use the scope. It's just tarped over. <laughs> it's such a great, oh. like, well, like and, oh, okay, you know, and, like, this is how this is going to go. And I don't, there's a lot to bag on, but there's a lot of cool stuff, too. Like, Antarctica got flash melted because of the impact with the angels. And so, Tokyo, yeah. the old Tokyo is all flooded out. And they're in Tokyo 3, but Tokyo 3 is actually, like, Mostly underground because the buildings can go underground. That stuff's great. The geo front. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and the like the whole city kind of retracts when the angels come, so they have uh, yeah. you know more safety for the um, the main city. We didn't mention that the angels have an internal time limit. Uh, the the avas do. The yeah. avas, yeah. Sorry, avas. Right, they have they're on battery power essentially, uh, and you get five minutes. Uh, they say without it or like. They say one minute at full power or something like that. I forget what the thing is. All exactly. out. Unless, of course, the Ava goes berserk. Yes. Right. Which 
then you see its true form. What could that yeah. possibly mean? <laughs> There's a lot of uh, stuff they throw at you here. I'm really curious what you think, what you guys think is going to happen from here, because I'm virtually certain you'll never get it. Uh, Man. Okay, hold on. I was surprised to know that the whole world knows about the Avas. Like, at, towards the end there in Episode 7, where they have the uh, built robots, they're talking about the same thing with Pacific Rim, right? Like, everybody's building them now. Right. But given some of my theories about what the Avas are, like, that was weird and surprising to me. I think the uh, the implication there is that Nerve is, like, kind of, you know, they, they say Nerve is under the jurisdiction of the UN. Oh, so they're everywhere. Okay. And so then this is like a worldwide effort, but this is the J- Japanese base or whatever. Well, so my theory, well, my, my wrap up from the first seven, and I don't know, Michael, if you have a wrap up from the first seven was, I hate Shinji, the uh, adult stuff they make kids do because everyone's 14 makes me very uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. I love giant robots and kaijus. I agree with you in the love for the giant robots um, of the, I like the seven episode arc, the one where Shinji runs away. I could have skipped entirely. Oh my God. I don't need to st- watch him standing on a train platform saying nothing for five minutes. I did not. So there is some stuff. Uh, I think that this, it really shows that this is like an older show in that they are willing to sit there with a scene and just like, let it sit for seconds or minutes oh, yeah. in some we're, cases we're at that point we're five i think i get michael's yeah. point though we're five yeah, so episodes those- into the series and i already hate him before he stands on a platform and cries i'm like dude so i so here's uh, a little context that maybe you guys didn't have uh this when this show was being made in i don't know research i don't know the 90s or whenever it was um maybe the 80s uh the creator uh hideki ano uh, was extremely deeply depressed, uh, and I, for you know whatever reasons, uh, and he sort of talked about it uh, later in that the, there's a lot of him being a depressed person in Shinji in this show, uh, and you know say what you will about like mental illness and how they treat it or whatever, but I think it's pretty easy to see that Shinji is not really in a great place mentally. Yeah. So, it just uh, it doesn't excuse the way the show is just no, but it definitely makes Shinji deeply unsympathetic. Yeah. Sure, he may. That's the problem I think is the show starts off with a, a relationship that we like kind of don't understand between him and his dad, and he's just with the dub especially. He just seems like a, a hair flipping angsty teen that doesn't want to do anything he, until. Hmm you switch over to the Japanese sub and you kind of get a little bit more maybe flavor for him being depressed. Once he starts to actually try to pilot the Ava and you, f- you then you, I think you start to feel for him when he ends up in the hospital, um, that sort of stuff. Uh, I think that yeah. changes him quite a bit. I, I loved that he had to calc- They threw him into a mech and made him calculate bullet drop on a laser rifle. I know. On his <laughs> so own. good. The whole thing is just really... Um, did you catch or did you feel, like, weirdly uncomfortable about the, like, 
them talking about the nuclear reactors blowing up in the Japanese cities, and I was like, Ugh. like I know oh, that's they- like the least comf- least uncomfortable thing they get into <laughs> in this show. So like, I would, yeah, yeah, it like, yeah, I, they yeah. did it. Un- they made it uncomfortable intentionally. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and you'll notice, like, anytime those big explosions go off or whatever, they make like a big cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- I will say there's a lot of like Christian and like Kabbalic kind of imagery in this uh, series and it kind of has no deeper meaning as far as I can discern. Okay. <laughs> so they did All it right. because it looked cool I, as far as I can tell. Good to know. All right, Michael, yeah. to round out the show, we got to throw out some th- random theories here or some notes that we had for the show. What do you think? JJ can't, you can't weigh in, obviously. Yeah, because I've I've seen it all and sure. I've seen so it before. So react blandly. Um, I think my wild theory is going to be that the Avas weren't built out of whole cloth, but they started with an angel to build the. Okay. Anything okay. else? Uh. Shinji confronts and or defies his father at some point. That's probably not much of a <laughs> Okay. <stretch. Yes. laughs> Safe. Plot. <laughs> yeah. Safe bet. That's an easy one. That's low-hanging fruit. Hmm. Yeah, I had some early theories about Ayanami getting along with Shinji only after they fought alongside each other, so that obviously panned out. Yep. Um. Did it? Yeah, I mean, after he pulls her out of the wreck of her own Ava, I think they get along. Yeah, okay, it, for now, better, better, definitely for for better <laughs> for now, right? Until like he tries to steal the glasses again, and then she like falls in love with his dad again. Extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> Whatever that ends up being. Hmm. Um. Okay. I think that the whole world is kind of wrecked from the flooding, but it seems like only Japan is getting hit by angels. I wondered about that, too, and when you see the power go out across the country, and I was like, oh, there's China with all the yeah, lights still they on. They still have all their lights yeah. on. Yeah. That's interesting. So, obviously, Japan stole something that the angels want back. Oh, uh, the angels are here to get something back. I think so. Yeah. I think okay. that they've got... I mean, because he tried to... That one angel tried to tunnel into the city. So, my guess is they're trying to get something back. Or attack Japan for having stolen something that maybe they can't get back. I don't... Something along those lines. Uh, And my theory is that the Avas are gigantic human-angel hybrid clones. Okay. Clothed in armor. And they're cloned with... Cloned with the kids. So, like, they took an angel, and then they, like add the kids DNA to it. And that's why the kids are the only ones that can fly them. Cause they can synchronize with them cause they're DNA or whatever. Okay. That's my crazy that, theory. That feels, ve- that feels very anime to me. Yeah. Does cause I can barely anime. explain it. So <laughs> yes, that is a good theme of this show. How much do they actually explain what's going oh on? Look, they, tr- they explained calculating bullet drop on a laser rifle. So, because they're shooting it from like a hundred kilometers away outside of the AT field. <laughs> uh, AT, which stands for Absolute Terror Field. Which oh, I think is okay. They did not mention that, that at all in the first seven episodes. 
Oh, oh no, did tell. I spoil something? Absolute <laughs> terror. Field. I don't think that spoils it, but that makes it way better. That makes it thousand percent better because they kept saying AT field, and I was like, "What the hell?" I think they, I think they flash AT on during the excellent and wonderful intro sequence that everyone should watch. Oh, we didn't talk about that at all with naked women at the very beginning of the show, and then a oh, song that makes absolutely no sense. Super anime. So. Cruel Angel's thesis is a bop, you guys. I like that song. It's it's very classic in in so much as it probably kicked off everything that came after it in terms of what an anime opening was supposed to be. You know, like this yeah. and Cowboy Bebop. At the, I, around I will the tell same you time. that this show is unbelievably influential. Yeah, it has oh. been referenced and reused in anime and Japanese culture and all sorts of stuff for forever. I cannot believe yeah, they can... used a nuclear landmine. That's just so weird. Like, no, no, those those N two mines specifically stand for not nuclear. That's the N two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yes. What could they possibly? The N two part out is of? not nuclear mines. Okay, not nuclear landmines. Uh-huh. Got it. So they couldn't have the ethics problem of setting off nukes on mainland Japan. Got it. Oh, it doesn't man. do less damage though. Like, I know clearly. Blows sure, the land yeah. up quite although, a lot. Although, if you're in a blue Toyota Corolla, you'll survive. Oh <laughs> uh, wait, no, wasn't she in like a sweet sports car? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. it just looked like a skyline. Yeah, it looked like like uh yeah like a low sports car kind of car. Yeah, Misato, everyone's like idea of like a cool '80s woman. I kind of like Masato. She's an absolute. I like Masato drunk, a lot, but I like her more and more each episode. She's a mess, yeah. She is I a think hot mess. That is the definition is, of a hot mess. <laughs> it is very possible by the end of the show, Masato is my favorite character. All right. Well, we've like, thrown although, out our crazy know. theories. Mine was a little crazier than Michael's conf- confrontation of father and son. Oh, that wasn't the crazy theory. That was the easy one. Oh, I, I like didn't come up with I, an easy one. We didn't pick like anybody the, that's going to die. Oh yeah. Hey, you guys think anyone's going to die by the end? I think there's two characters we haven't met at least. Okay. Yeah, mentioned third probably... and fourth children. Yep. Well, Shinji is the third ch- third children. Uh I'm gonna throw out Ritsuko. Okay. That would make sense. Hmm. Doctor Lady. Doctor Doctor Lady. I think some uh, non essential like people that we see a lot at the UN will definitely be dead. I like all those uh the people that work in the the operations center with Misato, like the guy who keeps telling her that the AT field is strong or whatever. Yeah, no, all those people are dead. <laughs> oh man. One of the Avas is going to go berserk in there and like rip them all out of the building and kill them. That's too bad. I like those guys. Well, hey, if you have some crazy theories, where should you send them? Uh, you can send those to podcast at wewergamers.com. And uh, also, you can fi- find us on Instagram at We Were Gamers and on Twitter at We Were Gamers. And uh, follow us on Facebook at We Were Gamers. And we have a YouTube which has this very podcast as well as other very podcasts, uh, like our Star Trek Subspace Transmission series uh, and the component classes and whatnot, all in there. Uh, search We Were Gamers on YouTube and and hit that subscribe, you guys. All right, so JJ, off the top of your head, seven more episodes ish. Uh, yeah, sure. I don't know. I didn't pay attention to like where a good stopping point was afterwards. Okay. Um, but yeah, we'll just do seven and see where it is. All right. We'll see where okay. we're going to be. So in case you want to watch along, that's where we're going to go. It's eight through 
14. 